Welcome to the Florida State Podcast of Entrepreneurship and Innovation, where we showcase student entrepreneurs to learn about the startups they are working on, check in with alumni to hear about the companies they are building, and learn from seasoned entrepreneurs who have built amazing companies. Hosted by Mark McNeese, a serial entrepreneur who has started for-profits, non-profits, social impact companies, and is currently entrepreneur-in-residence at the Jim Rand School of Entrepreneurship. Welcome to the Florida State Podcast of Entrepreneurship and Innovation. I'm Mark McNeese, your host, and today we are with Chris Escarado, the co-founder and CEO of Breezy Swimwear. Welcome, Chris. Thanks for having me. Um, this is a great you know, experience, and what you're doing here is phenomenal for the entre- entrepreneurship community, and um, I think it's great. I think the value they're going to get is uh, going to be tremendous. So I'm excited. Well, thanks. And you got a great story about uh, starting an e-commerce uh, swimwear company. Tell us a little bit about it. Sure. So how it went about, um, kind of a crazy story. My girlfriend and I were actually, we were in a long distance relationship. She was living in New York and I was in Miami, right? And at the time, um, we were going through some stuff and she's like, hey, if this is going to work out, we have to be living together in the same city um, or else we're going to have to break up. And she gave me that ultimatum, and, and she's part of the reason why we started the business. Um, and upon graduating Florida State, I understood like e-commerce and marketing really well because I had like a lot of business failures. I had started like three dropshipping companies, um, online selling fidget spinners, and like just a bunch of techie stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's kind of where I got my experience and my know-how of like e-commerce, right? And then I'm like, you know what? Let's start a swimwear company. It was 2018 when we started in April. Why a swimwear company? So, I mean, from a marketing perspective, it just felt like something that was native. It just felt easy to market. Um, she was passionate about like fashion. She had a passion, like we say, she has a passion for fashion. And I kind of knew like the marketing and sales side of it. Okay. So I said, this is a no-brainer, right? And we launched in April of 2018. Our first month, we did two grand in sales. Okay, okay. not enough to move us out. Not no, enough to have not. us. <laughs> Month number two, we did 95K. The third month, we did about 150. And then the rest is kind of history. We did about half a million in our first summer. It just blew up before our eyes. I mean, we couldn't hire fast enough. I didn't know how to hire. How? How did it get traction so quickly? It's a great question. I think it really comes down to understanding how to market, right? Because swimmer is competitive. I mean, Uh it's competitive as it gets. It's a very saturated and competitive market. And if you don't know how to differentiate yourself, and we didn't do that necessarily with our products because we were just getting products that didn't even have our brand on it yet. We were just selling, you know, swimsuits without a brand okay. until we had the funds to private label and then, you know, do the, the branding correctly. So you said, you know, how to differentiate yourself. So for our audience, what, what does that mean? So it's creating a marketing funnel, right? And a marketing funnel is all about how you engage the end consumer Right, you got to get them to know you, like you, and trust you. And how you do that is essentially how you you win customers over and how you acquire a customer. And the goal is obviously to acquire a customer cheaper than what you know they end up paying you in the lifetime value of a customer. Yeah. So, so do you know your customer acquisition cost? So yeah, right now it's around eighteen, nineteen dollars. Okay. And um, our lifetime value is about forty five, forty six dollars per customer. Okay. Yeah. Are so when you're marketing. It seems like some, uh, something that you could get that lifetime value up from Absolutely. $45 because if they like your product, it fits well and things like that, you Absolutely. could probably market to them. Absolutely. But one of the things with swimwear is it, it is seasonal, right? Right. So if someone buys maybe one or two swimsuits in a season, you might not see that person again for like another year. Right. So that's one of the struggles with the lifetime value. So one thing that we did is we actually came out with 
a membership program, oh. right? Um, and it's completely different. We basically flipped the, the swimwear industry on its head. Um, we have about 3,000 members now paying us 25 bucks a month. We just got up to, I believe, 100K a month of recurring revenue. So we launched this in January, not January, in June of this year. And in five months, we're at just an additional revenue stream. And the beauty with um, MRR, monthly recurring revenue, is it's guaranteed. And from an investor's perspective, they love it because they know how much you're going to make in a year, roughly, right? And you're multiple, right? So when you go to, you got to think about the end in mind. And when you think about liquidation and selling a company and the multiples that you get, right? Typically in e-commerce, you might see a 3x multiple um, if you're doing like just, you know, direct to consumer. So for so, our audience, yeah, yeah. Uh, what's a multiple? So for example, let's say you do a million dollars in sales in a year um, and your net profit of that is a hundred grand. So a multiple of three is usually the, the number they use. It would be a 3x. So your company would be worth 300,000. So it's a 3x of what your net profits are. But when you have monthly recurring revenue, that multiple is like 5x. So that multiple is not three, but it's like closer to 15, right? So it's like a lot, lot more you can get um, for your company because of that reoccurring revenue. Um, so to explain what that program is, essentially they pay 25 bucks a month. There's three packages, one for 20, 25, and 30. And the one that sits in the middle is the most popular one. But um, they get two free swimsuits every month. It's sort of the way I like to explain it, like a Sam's Club wait, or like wait, a, wait, wait. Like a co- $25 a month and they get two free swimsuits a month. How do you do that? Right? So here's, here's the thing. What we do is they get access to a, what we call an exclusive free product page. And on this page, they get to select products that we, we put on that page. And, you know, they'll get to select maybe not a whole swimsuit, but maybe just like a top. Okay. Or we're also, we also are selling jewelry now as well. So okay. it's a lot of swimwear, jewelry, and fashion accessories. Um, and then we charge for shipping, right? So it's 25 bucks a month, but then you have to pay the shipping for each item. Okay. Right? And then it's the reoccurring. Oh, okay. Interesting. Yeah. Um, so when you're, so you have what, two revenue, uh, two revenue streams, you have, have the recurring with the, with the membership and then you have the, uh, basically just people going and purchase. So how are you building this brand? Are you using influencers? Are you doing like Google ad? Like, yeah, absolutely. So basically our digital marketing strategy has been all Instagram and Facebook ads, we're spending heavy about 30 to 40K a month um, on those platforms right now. We're trying to scale it up. Um, and what we do is it's pretty interesting. And how we've had most of our success and traction has been based off our influencer ambassador program, right? So one thing that we do is rerun ads so people can apply to become influencers. And then it's a simple application process. It's actually very conversational. We're using uh, messenger marketing. And then they're like, we created a bot that has a conversation built into the application. Um, everyone gets accepted into the program, and then upon them getting accepted, they have to then purchase a membership in order to become an official ambassador, right? And then one of the perks of becoming an ambassador and influencer with us is that you get like a personal promo code. So if you're Sally from North Dakota um, and you get accepted as an ambassador, now you not only get two free swim, uh, swimsuits a month, assuming you got the middle package, but you're also getting a 25% off the entire site, you're getting exclusive discounts and perks, and you're getting a personal promo code. So you get like a code saying like, you make your own code. So it's like Sally10. You go on Instagram when you get your swimsuit, and then everyone who uses that code gets a discount. And then on top of that, you get a commission if somebody uses it. Oh, wow. So we're really leveraging the whole influencer and the ambassador community right now, Mm -hmm. because I feel like it's one of those things that 
I think it's like 68% of people want to be influencers. What's the difference between an influencer and an ambassador? I would say they're interchangeable. Essentially, I think a brand ambassador is what our grandparents would have called them. Okay. <laughs> I think influencers 2019. I don't think my grandparents Maybe would have called it anything, right? right? <laughs> right, right. <laughs> Magic. <laughs> okay. Uh, and, and I'm sorry, how many how many influencers did you say you have now? A ton. I mean, it's we get people applying every single day. But like I said, everyone gets kind of accepted into a pro, in the program because like that's our core belief is everybody's a bikini body. Mm-hmm. Um, we have that trademark slogan. So it's all about body positivity, female empowerment, and all inclusive, I'm gonna, right? I'm going to challenge that uh, with my body. It's not a bikini <laughs> body. Is, uh, uh, but no, that that's cool. I, I love that because of just the positive uh, body uh, affirmation. That, you know, we're all different, right? right? And but we all like to go out in the sun and 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 enjoy. Um, I don't know, Sally in North Dakota, how many bathing suits <laughs> she needs. Yeah, that's probably not yeah. necessarily your uh, your target market. But well, it, you, most of your sales out of Florida. You, you'd be surprised because here's here's my here's the thing with swimwear. You would think that most of them would come from. Like sunny places, yeah, but most so. of SoCal most, and but it doesn't work that way. Most of our sales and our we have higher conversion rates, so like the amount of people that come to the site and actually purchase are higher in colder places. Really? And the, my belief behind that is because if you think about like someone who lives in North Dakota versus someone who lives in Miami, in Miami there's maybe like thirteen bikini shops and, and swimwear shops and boutiques everywhere, right? So you have options, and if you grew up in South Florida, you already have that place that you go to. You already know it. But in North Dakota, they don't have that. It's like in Miami, they don't have ski shops. So they're not brand loyalists to any company yet. So, you know, you have an e-commerce company selling swimwear. You know, it's it's more popular in the colder states. Okay. Where Are you designing your swimwear now? Or you, where are you getting it? How, or, so, I mean, not, don't give me any trade secrets. Right, right. Yeah, no, so like, how does that work? It's all private labeled. We have a, a network of suppliers that we use. Um, they're based in China and basically... They send us a catalog, and we basically just kind of purchase from that. So are you actually buying, like, a line with a bunch of different sizes? Yeah. So pretty much um, we buy from small all the way to, like, triple X sizes, and then they give us, like, you know, what they call MOQ, which is the minimum order quantity, and then they'll go ahead and put our logo in, like, tags and custom Mm -hmm. bags and packaging and send it over. Okay, so... Uh, Breezy Swimwear is is the brand. How'd you come up with that name? I thought about it in five seconds. Okay. I'm like, Breezy Swimwear, is the domain available? Yes, let's go with it. All right. So, I mean, I think that's a very important tip, too, as an entrepreneur, is to not overthink the small stuff. Names don't matter that much. If you think about McDonald's, on the surface, McDonald's, people are like, that's not a great name. But the branding's what makes right. it a great or, name. Or like you know, Google or, or, right. or Uber. Like what the, what, yeah. Uh, yeah. It, so it, the, don't overthink it. Just start. Intel. And some people, <laughs> they try to be perfectionist and get everything so right. Just start. You know, move fast and break stuff and then reiterate and learn from it. Okay. What yeah. do you mean by re- reiterate? So <laughs> when you start a business, you might have an intention, a plan of what you want to do and how you think it's going to go. But it may not work out that way in the market. The market may not respond to how you think the product may work. You may not have product market fit yet, right? Um, so you need to continue to come up with something new, maybe a different product offering. You know, That's kind of what we did with our influencer and, and subscription is we reiterated, we morphed in a sense, um, and then we came out with this new you know, package and it's, it's killing. Hmm. So are you sitting on a ton of inventory or like what's your cash conversion cycle? 
So right now, um, we keep a very lean inventory okay. management system, so we kind of buy as we need. Um, we're able to see, you know, everything is tracked online, of course, and we're able to see when things are running low and we buy as necessary, and there's all these softwares now that basically can predict um, how much you're going to need and how long it's going to last you. We have actually inventory turn reports because in any business, and specifically with an inventory, a business that holds a lot of inventory, you could actually drown because... Right. I mean, it sucks up a lot of cash. It's just yeah. sitting on the shelves. So we have a report that basically tells us when something comes in, how many days do we have to turn that inventory? And then if it's not turned in, say, six weeks, it has to go on discount. So we're constantly moving inventory. So a lot of, a lot of tech, you know, to do this. Uh, is, are you building these platforms or are you like... Did you find, like, are is there other, are you using other people's yeah. platforms? So I'm not a tech guy at all. Um, basically, we are built on Shopify, our site, okay. um, which is just an e-commerce platform. Right. And we, they have an app store, just like the iTunes store. And then there's a bunch of apps on there that you could use um, that other people have developed. And it will charge you between 10 to 15, depending on the app, that do all these um, robust things like inventory management to even like AR on the website. So like we have a plugin right now on our site that you could actually see what the swimsuit looks on you. And I actually tested it, it's pretty funny. <laughs> you could actually <laughs> no, see what a swimsuit looks awesome. on I, you before you buy it. <laughs> so AR, augmented reality, yeah. which is uh, something that I think is gonna radically change e-commerce. Absolutely. Uh, for those of you who don't know what augmented reality is, I think it's actually going to be the big thing that everybody thought virtual reality is. So it, with virtual reality, the reality is nobody wants to like sit around with big goggles and be isolated. Augmented reality actually uh, uh, is a way to be able to shop the way that we all want to shop. So you can just hold up your phone um, and say that you're in your living room and you can go to a couch e-commerce site and you can actually look at your actual living room and just swipe through couches and see what it's actually going to look like in your it's amazing so in, and then hit send. that's so exactly you, how we bought yeah. our conference table oh, okay yeah <laughs> for our office like I mean, we went on amazon and i'm like i got to make sure this conference table is going to fit and i went on like amazon and placed it in with augmented reality it's right. insane you know it is uh it, and uh, we actually have a future episode who's somebody who's created an augmented uh, reality platform for architecture so you can actually uh, see what your house would look like on the lot that you're buying yeah. and the view and everything. It, it, it's in its infancy right now, but it's going to... It's the future. It's, it's the future, and it's going to blow up. And you guys are using this with swimwear, yeah. and so you can see what you would look like um, in, in, a, uh, in, in a... In a swimsuit. In a swimsuit. Uh, do you have to be naked to do it? No, you oh, just okay. take a photo, and it kind of just puts it on your, on your body. Okay, but... Okay. Uh, fair You'll enough. try it out after. I, I think that's a legit question. I'll, I'll totally try it. Try it out. So, so are you just an app, or are you a website as well? So we're a website. It's all e-commerce. Okay. Yeah. And uh, it's is it breezyswimwear.com? Correct. Yeah. Okay. So and um, then breezy.swim on Instagram. We have a huge Instagram following. That's kind of how we've had a lot of our early success and traction. Mm -hmm. We have a lot of what they call in the in the industry UGC, user generated content, um, and that's basically that content. And it's a huge competitive advantage of, our, of ours that another company may not have because we have content that we don't have to pay for. You know, these influencers will get a swimsuit and they'll take the most stunning photo that I've ever seen. Mm -hmm. And we have photos from people in Australia to 
the hotel in Singapore with the boat on it. And it's like crazy shots from all over the world. And I'm just like, wow, this is amazing. That is amazing. And we don't have to pay for this content. No, and then we're able incredible. to repurpose it and use it on our Instagram, our landing pages, our email campaigns. It's, it's insane. That is that. It is a wild world. I, uh, back in the 90s, went to business schools. Uh, I got my bachelor's of science in marketing and a minor in finance. And like, this is just science fiction. Like, right. I mean, no, there's no, like what we were taught in marketing and like, you know. It's so just, backwards. It, yeah, well, I mean, just the tech was, I mean, just to, to have have the reach that that e-commerce or, or the web has that you can be a global business overnight. Pretty it's much. I absolutely mean. incredible. And so one thing about the podcast that has blown me away is we have this up and to the right following in the Philippines. Like for some reason, like a bunch of people in the Philippines started listening to this yeah. podcast and it's like spreading and it's like, you know, no, obviously number one, you know, U.S. listeners, mm -hmm. and then it's Philippines, and then it's like Italy, and it's like it's just like bizarre. Like who, who in the Philippines is listening to the Florida State podcast of entrepreneurship and innovation? But they are. You know, it's really it's the power of the internet. It, it really is, is the power of the internet. It just it just blows you away. So, uh, so t let's talk a little bit about your FSU experience. Sure. What was your major? So actually, how that came about, um, going back to my story. So I, I went to Fitchburg State University and then I didn't like it. It was cold, um, played baseball. There the, other FSU. the other FSU. The other FSU, yeah. Um, and then I, I had some friends that were in, in Tallahassee and I said, you know what, I want to go to Tallahassee. It seems like a fun place. I want to get an education there. I actually went to TCC, um, got some credits and I transferred over. My first day, I sit with my admission counselor and she goes to me, Chris, you don't have enough prerequisites to get into the school of business. It's going to take you about six years to get a four-year degree. How do you wish to proceed? And I said, ma'am, I love business and I love entrepreneurship, but I do not want to spend six years to get a four-year degree. Right. Um, what are my options? She goes, here at FSU, we offer a program called Interdisciplinary Social Sciences. And I go, interdisciplinary what? Yeah, that, need, that needs some branding help. <laughs> interdisciplinary <laughs> Social Sciences. She goes, it's like a Neapolitan ice cream. It's a little chocolate, a little vanilla. I get a little bit of everything. It's a culmination of uh, curriculums, and you're going to learn pretty eclectic degree from business to finance. And I said, okay, let's do it. Um, and I learned a little bit of everything and I liked it. So I went with it. And then I graduated in 2017. Um, I stayed very busy. I actually became a certified personal trainer. Okay. And I would sneak into gyms. All right. And I would uh, sign people up for workouts. I started a hoverboard company, a fidget spinner company, and they all failed. And that's a, <laughs> that's a very important lesson as an entrepreneur is like you're going to have failures. And just because you fail, it doesn't make you a failure, right? Um, I failed countless amount of times. And I think the most successful people have failed countless amount of times, but it's not how many times you fail, it's just how many times you keep going back up, right? And it's just gotta keep fighting and learning from each failure. And it's not a failure if you don't learn from it, right? Yeah. So. So, do you think your experience at FSU uh, helped prepare you for what you're doing now? Most definitely. Um, I wasn't the world's greatest student. I got an 880 SAT score. I think Amazon's Alexa could have done better than that. <laughs> So my time at FSU, I mean, it really taught me how to be a good student. I learned how to learn. Um, mm -hmm. I learned how to actually read a textbook cover to cover. Um, it was a challenge, right? Um, but I, I think it made me a better thinker, better writer, better communicator. And I think those skills carried over into like the business world and have really helped me propel. That's awesome. So, uh, so when you're, you know, 
there's always like issues, especially when you're rapidly scaling a business like like you are. Um, you know, how are you sleeping? Is you get, like you know what's keeping you up at night? So you're asking more so like what are the problems that we're facing? Yeah, like what's some or challenges, you know, or opportunities is the way my dad would say it. Right. So one of the challenges that we're facing right now is scale and growing with people. Um, I think it's one of the hardest things to do as an entrepreneur. So is, an e-commerce business, what does that mean? Like scaling? Well, like what? When I say like with people, right? Because it's mm-hmm. like. When you first start off, you're kind of doing everything, and then once you kind of like learn the landscape of the business and like understand how it moves, you have to hire people, but then you have to figure out how to hire the right people, and it's like you have false start after false start. You hire one person, and then they don't work out, so then you get rid of them, so it feels like you're making progress, but then you're not, and it's just a lot of like trial and error back and forth. So what kind of people are you hiring right now? So right now we were originally like kind of hiring like generalists. Mm -hmm. Now it's like we need to hire specialists. We need to hire... So specifically marketers. So right Mm -hmm. now we just hired a marketing agency to handle all our media buying, Facebook ads, um, graphic designers, people who can do like data analytics, who can analyze our our trends. Um, We have all this data already on the website that tells you, you know, how many, you know, what's your best selling product, how many orders you're getting a day, but like someone to actually sit and look at the data and actually put together a report comprehensively that makes sense of like, hey, this is what we need to be buying more of. This is what we shouldn't buy. Um, How are people engaging with the site? So we actually have... We use an application called Crazy Egg, and it's heat tracking software on your site where you could see how far people are scrolling down the page, mm. exit intent pop-ups, like all this crazy stuff of understanding how the user is navigating through your site. It's like we have a security camera, and we can see everyone who's ever been on our site and how they navigate and what page, how much time they spent on the site. It's uh, pretty crazy. And how do you... What do, what do you use that data for just to enhance the usability of the site? The usab- at the end of the day, it's conversion. You want to get right. more sales. So if you're realizing that, okay, this page has a 70% you know, exit rate, how do we get that down? You know, People need to be getting to that checkout page. And just kind of reverse engineering the whole thing because the user experience and the, what they call the UX, user experience and the UI, the user interface, are extremely important for e-commerce because... That's your that's your storefront, right? Mm-hmm. You know, gone are the days where you go to the store and actually buy mm-hmm. something. I mean, you no, know, those days still exist, but they're going to be gone pretty soon. So, how, if you have a messy store and there's clothes all over the place, you're not going to want to shop there. Right. And it's the same thing with an online website. That's your presence. It needs to be a website that's easy to navigate. You got to be able to get to the products. It has to have a good product description, um, good images, because we shop with the eyes. I mean, if we take our images off the products, no one's buying anything. So the images are extremely important as well. So, so what's What's next for Breezy Swimwear? What What's your you know your vision? Is this something that you want to scale yourself and grow, or are you looking to be you know bought out and have an exit? What's What's so? I think very long term about it. Our Our goal is to continue to grow our influencer program and our memberships um, to continue to scale globally um, with our operations as well. We're thinking of even having in the future a distribution center on the other side of the world. Uh, probably like in Australia to better serve the customers on that side because it does take some time. We're shipping out of all our orders from Miami, so there is a, a bit of a time delay. So that would be it. But as far as getting bought out, I mean, that's something obviously we would love to, to do, and, and every entrepreneur should have an exit strategy. But um, that's something that I, I'm not even thinking about too much right now. I'm just kind of focused on working what's in front of me. But my whole philosophy is like I kind of want to obviously sell the business when it's ready, and then do something else. You know, I'm a serial entrepreneur at heart. I love the game of business. Mm-hmm. So I, I think when the time is right, I think we will exit and then just use that money to start something else. 
and then sell that business and then use that money to start something else. And if you look at the most successful entrepreneurs, like Travis from Uber, like mm -hmm. even Elon Musk, they all had like two or three businesses before they oh, started yeah. what they're working on. Yeah. It's like with Musk, I mean, he started PayPal, sold it, started SpaceX, Solar City, and Tesla, right. and boom, boom, boom. So. Yeah, or Richard Branson yeah. and all his companies yeah. and everything. Uh, I was listening to a podcast with Richard Branson the other day, and and uh, uh, the interviewer asked, uh, "What what's the best part of being a uh, CEO of over three hundred companies?" And he says, "When one fails, you don't notice." <laughs> <laughs> That's a good problem to have. Yeah, it's like, or it doesn't really matter. You know, you got you got two hundred ninety nine others. So I don't even think he knows how many companies. He has an island too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he has an island. He has all sorts of stuff. So, so you're in town for seven under thirty. We're, you know, I'm excited to hear you speak um, this afternoon. Uh, when was the last time you were in Tallahassee? It's been about two years since I graduated. Okay, yeah. great. How's it been coming back? It's good. The school looks uh, a lot different than what I remembered it, but uh, it's still nice. It's still Tallahassee. It's still Tallahassee. <laughs> and uh, have you been down to the Jim Moran building yet? I, yeah, I was there yesterday. I checked it out. It's state-of-the-art. It's yeah. amazing what they have it's going gorgeous, on there. Isn't yeah. It? yeah, it's, it's beautiful. So... Um, well, cool. Well, I'm definitely going to check out uh, breezyswimwear.com and do the augmented reality. Uh, do, do you sell men's swimsuits too? Not yet. And that's something oh. we've maybe been thinking about, but we're, we're, st we're sticking with female for right now. Right. And our demographic is, is college age. It's about 16 to 28-year-old females. That's kind of what we're going for but right now. Not not. 50-plus-year-old men? No, not, not yet. Not yet? Well, maybe I'll, be, I'll start a trend. I'll be an influencer. <laughs> Why are you laughing? So, hey, Chris, thanks for coming in. Really appreciate it. Absolutely. Hey, thank, thank you so you. much for having me. Thanks. Thank you for joining the Florida State Podcast of Entrepreneurship and Innovation. If you would like to be notified of new episodes, please subscribe via your favorite player. Also, if you like the podcast, please take the time to share it on social media give it a five-star rating, and review it on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, YouTube, or wherever else you enjoy your podcasts. This will help us get the word out to other entrepreneurs that the FSU Entrepreneurship Podcast has been launched.